0: Welcome back to Living Lean, this is Jeremiah Baer. Today, I'm interviewing my man, Matt McLeod. Matt is a wealth of knowledge, not only when it comes to fitness and nutrition, but on how to live a more full life outside of the gym as well, or a deep life as he calls it often in this episode. Truly, I'm stoked for everyone to hear this episode because Matt goes in on all these different ways you can add more to your life, Outside of just training and nutrition, everyone is going to take a ton of value from this. That said, let's get into the episode. Matt McLeod, welcome to the podcast. Matt McLeod is an online coach, the host of the More Fitness podcast, a registered dietitian, a Hawaiian shirt connoisseur, and most importantly, I would say, a silly goose. Thanks for being here, dude.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for for having me on. I think that just about... Sums up uh, all of me so far, so I think we're good. (laughs)
0: All right, so for all the listeners that might not know exactly Mm -hmm. who you are yet, in a nutshell, tell us who is Matt McLeod. What are you about? Mm
1: -hmm. All right, so for basically everybody listening who who doesn't know who I am, um, I am a 25-year-old. I'm from Kentucky. I just graduated from the University of Kentucky a few years ago. Um, and then I ended up getting my registered dietitian credential. I've been online coaching for about four years now, I believe. Um, I started doing it as college, like kind of as a side hustle and then it just kind of expanded and grew from there so that by the time that I was graduating, by the time I became a registered dietitian, I was able to do it full time. Um, and yeah, and so now I'm, I'm just living in, living in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, and this is this is my day-to-day doing the podcast doing the blog instagram all that, uh, all that kind of fun stuff
0: I love it, man. And I have to say dude, you are one of the very first people I think as far as like influencers, <clears throat> I think yeah, I would describe you as more like An anti-influencer than anything uh, else like a, regu-
1: far- a, a regular person yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, as far as like people in the fitness space that I follow <laughs> I think it was, like, Mike Vacanti, and then you were, like, some of the very first people I followed. And before that, I had, like, a bad taste, which all I do now is online coaching. But before Mm -hmm. that, I had, like, just this weird taste about, like, online coaching in my mouth. But, like, following you guys, like, gave me such a good idea of... Because you've been putting out content for a long time now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Okay. Gave me, like, such a good idea of, like, how to actually go about this, like, ethically and... So I really want to like commend you for that, first and foremost. And also, following you, dude, has put me on to so many good books. Like okay, good, good, Big good, good. Cal Newport, I love mm. it, man. So first, I want to say thank you for that. Second, there's a super strong more than fitness theme in everything you do. Like, mm. life is so much more than fitness. That seems like, I think you're one of the people who does the best job of, giving really good fitness information will also like making people realize that it's more than fitness to your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, where did that emerge from?
1: Um, well, first off, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I think it's funny because it's funny to hear you say that because I've always felt that way, uh, about Mike and, and basically Mike Vacanti and Jordan Syatt were two of the first people that I found, In the fitness industry who were like you said they were doing it ethically um but they were also doing it their own way and i knew that there wasn't too much difference between who they were and who i am at this moment and i knew that as long as i was willing to put in the work that i could potentially be where they were one day so they served as role models for me so that's super cool and i appreciate you know all the kind words and everything Um, but the the more than fitness honestly I can't, it it just kind of happened naturally. Um, on my very first website that I have, I, I I put it up at the very top, like as my tagline, um, I just put more than fitness and it, I think it just kind of stuck from there because I do feel like, especially just, I, I, I have every, like all of my close friends that I'm with and everything here in, here in Lexington, they're just like normal everyday people, you know, they're not Like it's, it's always interesting to have like your fitness friends and then you have like your normal everyday friends. Um, and and you can just realize the differences between them, but hanging out with them the majority of the time and whenever they ask me common fitness questions and things like that, I would always have to put it in terms that, um, you know, they would understand and they would be interested in. Okay. And I realized the mass majority of people they're not trying to make fitness their entire life. So also having the bodybuilding background that I do, I've been to the extreme of the extremes of of getting in contest shape, being super lean, um, counting every calorie and macro and everything like that. Uh, And I've realized that you can still get amazing results and still have an amazing life. Uh, And I think that whenever you, find the middle ground between the extremes. That's usually where the magic happens. And that's where most people, um, I think that's where they benefit the most from my content as well is whenever they realize like, okay, I don't need to eat chicken and broccoli and rice every single okay. meal to lose body fat, right? Whenever they see, because there can be an issue whenever an influencer or like just a, a a trainer or whatever puts like pizza on their Instagram or, or whatever they put all the um, whatever the shitty meals up there uh, so that people see that. And they're like, okay, this person, like what, what is, what is necessarily going like, how is this person doing that? And I think it's, it's different than just putting up that that picture of of pizza or something and actually actually explaining to that person. Okay. I I ate this pizza, but then earlier in the day, I ate mostly just protein and veggies. I balanced out my calories so that I was able to kind of fit this in my daily calories for the entire day. So there's these little things that I think a lot of fitness pros do Hmm. oftentimes without even realizing it, that they can dispel to these, whatever, quote unquote, like everyday people that they can really benefit from. Um, So yeah, it was just, I just wanted to find ways to, um, make sure that you could put life first and then use fitness to enhance your life and not be your life. Okay. And that's kind of, that's kind of the long winded answer of where that, where that kind of came from.
0: No dude, I love it. I love it. So it sounds like for you then you almost went through, you kind of went through this yourself where you struggle with this balance for a long time. It sounds like
1: a, a little bit. I just, I was able to, whenever I did the bodybuilding, I was at that extreme. Um, but it just, what that really did was emphasize what was truly important in my life. And that was not, you know, stepping on stage, having six pack abs all the time, uh, or whatever. It was just, there were so many things that I wanted to do that gave me a fulfilling life, like going out to eat with friends or, or going out with my girlfriend, um, going to on vacation to certain places and eating whatever I want. Just, just putting the experience first in front of the diet and exercise, um, and just living life first in front of the diet and exercise, that's really what made me happy. Um, the 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 bodybuilding extreme was more so just like a challenge to myself. And I think whenever I went through that extreme, I was like I kind of prove myself to myself. Okay. I was like, All right, I can I can reel things back now and now I have a, a highlighted version of what is actually important to me in life. Okay. Okay.
0: I love it, man. I love it. And again, I feel like like, that is super relatable. So, for you, um, another thing you really talk about is, mm-hmm. like, living a deep life. And this whole idea of, I think it kind of ties into, like, deep work. I think you even have a project coming up that's something related to that. that I don't want to ask you about in a bit. But as someone that does also have a pretty decent sized following, you have a podcast. How do you balance, well, first of all, like, what would you even define a deep mm-hmm. life as?
1: Uh, it's so That's a good question. Uh, and it is after Cal Newport's deep work. I think he was one of the first ones that kind of made that reference. Um, and that project is definitely what, like you said, we can talk about it in a little bit if you want. Um, but it's still up in the air. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm trying to do with it. It started off more as there were certain principles in life that I like to live by just in life and also with, with fitness, and I wanted to make uh, a book essentially about that, uh, and that's that's where that came from. But a deep life, uh, I think it's easier to it, it's easier to put into picture whenever you think of someone who lives like a shallow life. So uh, a shallow life would be somebody who is, is constantly distracted by like social media, uh, um, or they're they're constantly hiding away from friends, avoiding social activities. Um, They, uh, they lie sometimes they, uh, don't have meaningful relationships with other people, uh, they don't pursue, uh, something that is meaningful to them in life out of fear, out of judgment, out of, um, whatever, whatever you can, you can think of, but it's just somebody who is not living up to their full potential. And so it's, it's, they're not going deep enough. They're living uh, a shallow lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's what a shallow life is and a deep life would be, would be the opposite. Somebody who is, is doing what they want to do from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep. They are um, putting responsibility above uh, the distractions and above the um, constant desires to do certain things that will give you short-term benefits, but not long-term benefits. They're putting in the hard work now so that it'll pay off later on. Um, okay. so yeah, that would be kind of what a deep life is.
0: I love it. I love it. So taking it back to the social media thing, then,
1: mm-hmm. as someone
0: that sounds like is very strongly pursuing a deep life, do you ever have trouble balancing the two? Because again, I'm guessing you get most of your clients through social media, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, <clears throat> it's been like the number one struggle that I've had to be honest. I feel it. Um, like if I wouldn't, if i wouldn't have the coach like if i wouldn't have the coaching business where i do get the majority of my clients from uh instagram and social media and things like that i would and honestly now i haven't been posting nearly as much as i as i used to at one point i was posting like three times a day yeah. um and that was to build up my initial following and i don't necessarily regret that but things have kind of changed in where my headspace has been and what exactly i'm trying to uh, accomplish, I think that can be necessary for certain parts in your life. It's like it's the same thing as like how it's important for some people to to count every calorie and macro um, in the beginning to kind of educate themselves on 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 what food is, what works, what doesn't work, what works for them, uh, etc. I didn't have that experience to make that judgment call. Like, oh, this is what I should or shouldn't be doing at the moment. Right. You know. So. I think it was necessary for me to put in those hours on Instagram to build that initial following, especially whenever it was, it was hot. Um, And I'm I'm glad that I did, but, but now, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to probably spend less time on Instagram and, and do more quality work as opposed to just putting out stuff. Um, And I'm trying to, I'm just always trying to go towards what excites me to be honest. And it's, it's hard to navigate stuff that excites you in this moment and and things that, um, you know, that your particular audience may want to hear. And I think that's the thing with the more than fitness is like, I've always like, if I've found something helpful, I know that other people, especially people that think, you know, like you and I, um, I think that they'll find it helpful as well. And it's just like, if you, if you've learned anything in, in the coaching business is that, that, people by coaches, not coaching. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's just like, I want to be, I don't, I want to be relatable to other people because so that they know that I'm going through the same stuff they are. I'm literally on my social media, oftentimes just talking aloud of my thoughts. Um, you like Ryan Doris as well. And, and I'm a big fan of him too. And you you can read his posts and you can honestly just see him thinking and articulating things in his mind, like as he's writing. And it just so happens that he can also articulate it in a way that is helpful and understandable to his audience. So that's okay. kind of, I, I do the lesser version of whatever he's doing. Um, okay. I'm doing my best. So yeah. Okay. No,
0: I, I love it. I love it. So On that note, and I think it sounds like this is really going to tie into the Deep Life Project, one of the questions that I had for you actually was going to be about, you kind of mentioned having rules for life, and that's weird because I've noticed that, like, so many people in the space that, like, see this as more than fitness kind of look at it as almost like a philosophy for their life, and they have, like, all these different rules for their life, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but... Do you mind telling us more about like, what is the Deep Life Project? And if you don't want to share, it's all good. And I'm guessing that kind of ties into these rules that you have for your life as well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, so the Deep Life Project initially started out. Uh, so I have a business mentor. His name's Nate Green. Um, and he's kind of lesser known in the industry because he doesn't have social media. He has Twitter, I think, but he's hardly ever uses it. Um, but he kind of, he works for precision nutrition and does marketing for some other big name like men's health and, uh, things like that. But he made something called the hero handbook and it was, it was, it was essentially what I'm trying to make something that goes over real life rules, you know, um, whatever career relationships, money, um, just, just everyday life type activities. But then it also goes over, um, um, the uh, body and like nutrition and things like that. Um, and so this was going to be my version of what that was. And my, um, like I said, I really like deep work by Cal Newport. And so that kind of philosophy of doing purposeful, meaningful, deep work, I felt like could easily tie into what could be a purposeful and meaningful deep life. Um, and so the deep life project as of this moment is still to be determined. I've been, I've been working with Nate for a while now and we're trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to be making a product that is, is going to be, um, it's going to be focused more so around like how it's going to be the opposite of like, tracking calories and macronutrients and things like that. It's going to be more for, it's going to be more focused on, on habit formation and, and, uh, um, how to, how to balance life and fitness without taking it to the extreme in the diet and exercise part. Um, so yeah, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. I have, cause I already have like 25 pages or something written for the, for the deep life project. Um, and so that, will come out at some point and I'll probably end up giving it away for free uh, or, or something like that. But yeah, it's still, it's kind of a thing that I had in mind and then I brought it to Nate and then we've still been talking through it, figuring out what exactly we want to do. So it's it's still up in the air, but I think whenever it does come out that that people will really enjoy that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. I love it. So it doesn't sound like you have like a specific timeline on that yet. No, though.
1: not, no, honestly, I, I really don't. Um, I wish I I could have a better answer, but I simply don't at this time.
0: And honestly, dude, that sounds like I love that. I love where you're coming from, but it also sounds like a very daunting project because it is a very all-encompassing thing, which is the next thing I wanted to ask you, actually, how do you bring, especially as an online coach, how Mm -hmm. do you bring kind of this all-encompassing approach to your clients? Like, okay, we're going to focus on habits. We're going to focus on balancing your life with
1: your fitness it's honestly at this point well with online coaching it's going to be very contextual to the individual so you have to some people are going to enjoy tracking their calories and their macros um and that's just the easiest way to go about it with that person they're very good with uh you know the numbers they're very good at being uh uh, routine with, with nailing those macros and calories every single day. Um, and that's the way they do it. But I also have the option for clients to do more of a habit focused approach. Um, so I have like a habit based tracker where, um, let's say just for an example, their, their outcome goal is to lose 20 pounds or something in let's say six months. But the thing is, is you can't control outcome goal necessarily. Um, You can't force yourself to lose weight or anything like that. You can't predict exactly how much weight you're going to lose over a specific period of time. But what you can focus on are your daily activities that you do every single day. Um, And this is where the habit based tracker comes into play. So I would give them like five uh, daily process goals that I want them to hit that will eventually lead to that outcome goal. Uh, of 20 pounds lost. So uh, an example of that would be to have like 25 grams of protein with each meal. Um, uh, if you yeah work out or, or go for a walk that day, you also earn a point. So it's like a point system. Every time you hit one of these daily process goals, you get a point. Um, another would be like having one serving of fruit and or veggies with each meal. If you do that, you get another point. Um, and then at the end of the week, you count up all your points and then week to week, you try and beat that. And whenever you I love it. Whenever you do end up um, getting all the points and it becomes super easy, you just make the goals harder. Um, but the the idea is to keep the focus on the day to day and not the end result because a lot of people will look at that like, I need to lose 20, 30, whatever, 40 pounds and just get overwhelmed, get paralysis by analysis. Um, and just not do anything or they get very unmotivated. It's just very they see it as this huge mountain But if you just see it as a couple steps in front of you with the daily process goal Like, okay, you just need to focus on what you're going to eat for dinner Like that's what you need to focus on right now because again That's all you can focus on right like you can't do anything outside of that All you have is this present moment and so it's like it's 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 meaningless to think about what's going to happen in a week, uh, two weeks, you know, month, year, whatever, all you can control is now. So the idea is to focus on what you can do today. Um, so yeah, that would be, that would be one thing, but it's also like, it's going to be contextual to whatever event they have coming up. So like, if they have a vacation coming up or something like that, um, I will send them, uh, certain guidelines or things like that. It's like, okay, here's your choice. It's what do you want to happen on this vacation? Do you want to just completely check out, have a diet break, like relax, not think about food, anything like that, not have any real food food rules, um, or whatever. And just completely just like I said, check out. It's like, if you want to do that, that's cool. That's totally fine. Um, or do you want to have a couple food rules like, uh, balancing out your calories so that you can, <clears throat> have a big dinner at nighttime with family, and you you'll still be good to go. Uh, do you want to have like a daily step count or something like that? And some people even uh, some people even I'll, I'll look ahead of time and see if they have a gym around the hotel that they're staying at, and I'll see if they have because oftentimes at these gyms they have like a free five day pass or they have uh, um, a free yeah two or three or whatever day pass or they have some type of deal where it's you know like fifty bucks for the week. Um, And so finding that out ahead of time can be really helpful for them to be like, Hey, if you do want to go to the gym, you could go here, you could do this. Um, I sometimes give them dumbbell only workouts. So if they're in a hotel or something, it's just, it's all about adapting to whatever situation they are in, in the moment. And that's why I can't just give a blanket statement on what everybody should do, because they're going to have certain events that come up that are going to, uh, uh, require um, uh, different protocols, basically. Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's, no, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's mostly it. You gotta, you gotta adjust and adapt as, as the, as the uh, problems come up.
0: Right. Right. I love it, man. And that's something I think you touched on something that I found very, very beneficial. Also like actually giving your clients options as far as like, yo, what, what are you really willing to do here on this vacation? Right. Cause if we gave our clients, like, okay, no matter what you were going to follow with your macros, you're going to train, Five times this mm-hmm. week when you're on vacation, they're probably not going to want to do mm-hmm. that, at least most of the time. So I think, like, giving people that autonomy, like you kind of mentioned there, is something that helps a ton. So I love it, man. I love where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, taking it back a bit more, because I do want to get an answer out of you for this still, to the rules for life thing. I feel like you're going to have a great answer for this do you have like anything
1: specific um so are you regarding to the uh the like the deep life project
0: you specifically a set of rules for your own life
1: um one sec i actually do and that's why i'm i'm pulling this up I I on my it. phone right now um yeah i'm not trying to trying to be rude or anything so no, we no, have no, a little here. bit of brief time here where we are uh talking <laughs> randomly here we go um okay and i actually called so i've never talked about this before really Um, also like these it's
0: all good
1: no 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 dude it's it's totally fine um it'll get out there eventually uh so these would be like my um deep life direct or uh directives hold up wait there we yeah so my deep life directives okay and so like exact truths that I live to every day. But these are, these are what I strive for. This is like my North star of what I aim uh, for in life. And so I want to spend my days doing what I want, when I want, and with whom I want. Uh, Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Everything in my life, good or bad, is my fault. Connect with my loved ones on a regular basis. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. If I don't face my problems head on, they will consume me eventually treat my body the way it deserves, like a fine-tuned evolutionary organism that has survived millions of years, spend time alone without distraction, don't take myself so seriously, and be useful. So that's kind of some of the, uh, at least at this time, those are some of the deep life directives that I've came up with. I love it, man.
0: So you are somebody, again, it seems like that think super deeply about like <laughs> I like, like to think so. I like to think so, <laughs> but <laughs> try to I try at, to do it. Where did this come from? Like, have you always been like that, or
1: uh n- no? I I think is I think a lot of it came from um through my college years. I would say was some of the starting probably like freshman year in college, maybe even a little bit towards the end of senior year in high school. Uh, It was someone like the and I I think this is probably just true for most people It's like it was just some of the most mental growth that I've ever had in my life. Um, And and some of that is obviously due to, uh, uh, you know, moving away from family, uh, getting that that college education and and more critical thinking skills and things like that. But uh, I think a lot of it honestly came from reading more. Uh, I didn't read hardly at all in high school, but then in college whenever I realized like, oh, there's other people who have had the same problems that I've had in life and they're trying to figure it out as well. And they just so happen to write this very nifty book on the topic that I'm so concerned about. Um, I, I discovered that, that books did have a lot of answers out there, or at least they navigated you a little bit closer to what the truth really was. And after reading these books from really smart people, articulate critically thinking people uh i started to notice it It started to happen in my own uh speech and how i talked and how i thought uh, um and and it just kind of compounded from there and of course whenever you start off the books that you read um and i even started off with like some of the you know like whatever think and grow rich um uh, uh as a man thinketh i think is what it's called um some of the, like a lot of like the Napoleon Hill, just like the, the typical self-help, whatever, those were the first types of books. Right. Yeah. 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 And I love that book. And they're, they're helpful, especially to somebody who had like, now I'd go back and read them and they would be a little bit like vague or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, I need a little bit something more than this. But for, for a kid who's a freshman in college and you read those self-help books for the very first time, you're like, okay I'm the smartest person ever like I figured it all out like this is what I need to do but then you realize that it's much it's 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 a little bit more nuanced than that but reading those books were the first step that led to thousands of other steps and thousands of other books uh, and I I really think that that reading books that were just out of my comfort zone especially regarding topics that I thought um, well I guess it would be both topics that I thought I was somewhat smart in already. And then also my like, quote unquote weaknesses. Um, And just, I just tried to remain as curious as possible. And I'm still to this day. It's just, I have these, an an array of problems in my life. And I know that there are answers out there, uh, people out there that have gone through the same things that could potentially lead me to, uh, um, a better answer than what I can come up with by myself. Okay. So yeah, I think that's, that's about it. Yeah. Books, seminars, blogs, um, literally just like searching for the answers that you're looking for. Cause you just like, you know, you constantly just question in your head, certain things you have anxiety, you have overwhelm. Um, you like have all these distractions, you have these worries about what the future is going to look like, um, what your next step should be, whatever it's like sitting there and pondering about it, for the most part, isn't going to be very helpful. So in for me, I'm just like, okay, I know that other people have dealt with this too. So I'm going to seek out that information. And it just made, it made me feel better. And then nine times out of 10, I found the answer uh, that I was looking for. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I love it. So as such a young dude that does talk about all this stuff quite a bit, do you ever get Mm -hmm. I know, like, for me, what I've talked about is one of the biggest reasons what I want have is I can relate to you on so much of this stuff. Like, again, authors, right. different, like, everything you said here, I love. Mm-hmm. Does it ever bother you, like, putting that out there? I mean, even just, like, being so young and feeling like, well, maybe I haven't really had time to experience the world yet. And, like, mm. especially, like, communicating this idea to even, like, older clients, things like that.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, of course. I think, I think part of, so I do struggle like imposter syndrome basically is what you're talking about some. And and yeah, that's, that's been an issue my whole life, but I feel like anybody who um, is trying to achieve high level things that uh, is, is pairing that also with humility. I think imposter syndrome comes often with having humility and understanding how much you really don't know and how smart a lot of people out there are. Um, But then I, I think that, I I do have that, but I think I also pair it with constant self deprecating views of myself. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. Like (laughs) the silly goose thing. Like, I feel like that's why, that's why I really enjoy um, just the silly gooseness because it's like, the deep life directive, like the very end of don't take yourself so seriously. Right. I think I try to also put that out there and be like, Hey, like, I'm just an idiot. Like, these are the thoughts that I have. You can take it or leave it. And I don't also like, I don't feel like I don't, I don't always speak with tons of conviction. Like you should hundred percent always do this. Like these people should be doing this. I don't have super strong views on, on many things. To be honest, one of the best quotes, um, I, I've ever heard was by uh, Mark Andreessen. He's like some billionaire tech guy. I've read it, I think, in Tribe of Mentors or something. Um, and he, he he said to have strong views loosely held. Um, and, and that's just essentially you have, you have strong views about certain things, but whenever you have certain evidence or other people that have better opinions or, or whatever on those views, they're loosely held enough to that you don't have your uh, it's not an ideology that you've you've planted in the ground thinking, okay, this is what I think and I will never change my mind on this. So yeah, I do have strong views sometimes about certain things. But if something else comes up uh, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense and I try to not let my ego get involved too much, I know that I can pivot and go a different direction. And it's just as long as I cannot let myself become too tied to any, um, certain idea or belief that I have, I know that I am also going to get closer to the truth that much faster because whenever, because ego, all ego does is just slow you down, right. To finding out what the true answer is. And if you're too egotistical to, ask questions to people smarter than you, uh, or listen to people younger than you. So I think that's like, I, there's people younger than like, there's people younger than I am that have said really smart things. And there's right. people older than me that have said really smart things. And I think just the stuff that I put out attracts certain people that kind of understand that. And if they don't understand that, they're probably going to be turned off by what I said. Cause a lot, if you look at me sometimes from the outside, you can probably, you, you might think like, Sometimes you can be like, oh, that guy's egotistical or whatever. He thinks right. like he, he there's a lot to him or whatever. Um, but I try not to take it so serious. And it also comes with, yeah, you're gonna have to take criticism sometimes from people. But again, it's like if my ego like that's okay if they think that. It doesn't change my like if what I think is right or wrong. Like just because their views on me is like uh whatever, judgmental or they think I'm wrong, it's like, oh, okay. They can think that i'm wrong like it doesn't affect me at all like i'm not gonna get if if i really thought that um you know if i got defensive somebody who gets defensive whenever they get criticized right it's like then you you have an ego to to whatever you believe in you have that ideology inside you um and then that's why you get defensive in the first place because that person is poking holes in your raft in the water, right? You're, you're, you're sitting on whatever this veganism raft or, or some like keto raft or something. Uh, and this is what you believe in. This is the right thing to do, but then you've got somebody else over here and especially somebody who's got a sharp stick who has really good evidence for why you're full of shit. They're poking at your raft and you're freaking the hell out. And that's exactly what's happening. Um, and, and then eventually like then it, if you do find out, if you come to that realization, like, oh, I'm actually wrong and everything I believed in, this entire raft that I've been afloat on, you'll be, you, you will drown. Because then your entire ideology, everything you believe in, completely shatters uh, or or deflates beneath you, right? And then you start drowning because what do you have to believe in then, right? So it's... It's it's tricky. I don't know how the hell I got there after that. Question. <laughs> that was fire. Here we are. This is this is what we're doing. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I love it. I I agree one hundred percent. I I feel in my own career. Every time I've been, I'm just kind of touching on what you're talking about. Every time I've been yeah. super dogmatic yeah. about anything, like for me, I lost a bunch of weight. The first time I lost a bunch of weight, I was following a keto diet. So it's like, all right, all my clients have to do keto. Or mm. I had this thing where it was like walking lunges was my cardio. I, like, I'd like, i do like 20 minutes straight of walking lunges, which is terrible. I was like, all right, oh, all my clients... Wow, that sounds do, awful. This was right when I first started coaching also, but like all my clients have to do hella walking lunges. And it was like, I drove so many people away and I could have helped so many more people if I would have been more open-minded about that. So really like, I think anytime we're dogmatic about anything, nutrition, training, and you're really related to like life as a whole, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it really... Decreases the amount of people we can
1: help. Yeah, of course, and it also like it's it's just not it's just not it's not helpful to be to have such yeah rooted beliefs um, in certain things, and it's also like that's okay. So what you just said, you you are aware enough of it to to realize, okay, I did it this way in the beginning, and that wasn't like, I did the wrong thing, but it's like, if you aren't looking six months in your past, a year in your past, two years in your past or whatever, and thinking like, what the hell was I thinking? Or, or looking back and just like, oh, well that was stupid or, or whatever, you know, like that's a good thing because you've learned from what you did, right? right? Like if you're not, if you're not looking back, if you look back six months ago and you're like, yeah, basically everything stayed the exact same. And I think exactly the same way that I do six months that I did six months ago. Right. It's like, you're not thinking critically enough, right? You're not, you're not being your own biggest like devil's advocate. Like that's how I try to, um, w- with relationships, with, with my business, with what I true, like my truths, like what I actually believe in. I try to play my biggest devil's advocate in my head because I try to be my own bullshit detector. You can't bullshit yourself. Um, And if you're constantly going through the scenario um, in your head where you could be wrong, it's like, Oh, well, what about this? Or what about this? What about this? Again, it goes back to, it goes back to ego because if I doing that, that self reflection and admitting that you're wrong, like that can be a shot to your ego. You're like, Oh, stupid. But it's like, if you take that out of the equation, all you're doing is moving more quickly to the actual correct answer, like to the actual truth. You're getting closer and closer to the truth um, or at least what you think is the truth in that moment. But again, it's just like, it's just filtering your way through what you've, you've already done. And that's, that's how you learn from the past. So yeah, I think it's, it's okay that you, in the past you, you did certain things, but as long as you learn from those mistakes and you're not judging yourself too hard now, it's like, that's, that's okay. You're not doing that now. So that's, you know, that, that's okay that that had to happen. Like you're good. You I don't think you probably hurt anybody. So as right. long as you didn't hurt anybody, I'm sure they're okay. Yeah. Right. You could have helped more people, but now you've recognized it and you can take that next step into helping more and more people. Right. Um, but, but yeah, hopefully in a year you're looking back at what you're doing now and you're like, what the hell was I doing? Not necessarily. <laughs> it, it's, this is the last thing I had to say on this. It's like with, with progress, you often see progress, so it goes way up and then it goes way down. It goes way up and then it goes way down. You, you figure it out, then you don't figure it out or whatever. But then as, as time goes on, your progress and your mistakes should become smaller, right? So the, 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 uh, the, the intensity of your mistakes should become smaller. So the, the closer you get to figuring out that truth up here in the top right uh, of the graph, Like if you're starting down in the left, um, yeah, it's, it, as you get closer to the top right of that graph, your, 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 uh, your mistakes and your solutions should become smaller and smaller. You should get closer to the truth. Um, but it's your, your errors and things like that become way smaller. Uh, so it's like, I'm trying to think of, of how I can, or it's, it's just, you are refining your craft over and over again. So, Instead of, instead of ripping out the entire chapter of a book, you're changing three words. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in the very beginning, whenever you're editing through a book or something, you're ripping out pages like, oh, this entire section is dog shit, whatever. Um, but then as you keep refining and as you keep chipping away towards the entire end, keep editing, keep editing. Uh, in those last few weeks, you may only be changing a sentence or a couple words here and there to make the book better. So mm-hmm. that's what progress should look like over time. You should get you should have smaller and smaller errors because you're getting closer and closer mm-hmm. to actual correct answer. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so, it took me it took me a second to figure out. I hope you guys understand that, but that's about <laughs> the best that I can come up
0: with. No, no. I love. <laughs> so by that thinking then as far as like we're relating that to coaching, right? Sure. How have you seen that, like throughout your own career? How have you seen that progression?
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of it, a lot of it started with, well, with coaching. You want to make sure that, so, like, let's just take nutrition for example. One of the biggest things that I don't know where I heard this from. Um, I don't think that I made it up or whatever, but it's making sure that you fit your diet plan, your nutrition plan to the client. And yeah. not fitting the client to your diet and nutrition plan, right? So there's a very subtle difference there. One is you're adapting to the client, and the other one is making the the client adapt to your systems. Uh, so you have to be malleable in your coaching. And I think in the beginning, I would do things a certain way because it may have been easier. Um, And so with me, I'm, I'm a big systems guy and I like to have everything like mainstreamed as much as possible so that you can do things just more efficiently. Um, but whenever you find a certain client that may not work best with my systems, like with like the calories would be an example, like the habit tracker is just only something that I've started doing recently. Um, and the, the, so like having everybody track their calories, their macros, everything like that, it's like I probably could have helped a few people better in the beginning if I would have been more creative in my ways of helping that person. But I chose the, the easier option because it was what I knew best. It was what my systems were fine-tuned for It made things easier on me, but it didn't necessarily get the client um, the best results possible. Right. You know, so I, I, would, I would say that that would be, that would be the, the main thing. And just, you always look back at your old work and you're just like, ugh. like I said, oh, you I just you always be looking back in the past and be like, Oh, what was I, what was I doing? Um, but then you learn, you, you work with other people or whatever you see what they're doing. Um, you know, okay. Like I need to, I need to step it up a notch. Like I know if I want to get closer to what that person is doing, um, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z. And that's just, that's just how you get better. Right. Right. The right. process.
0: Oh, I love it, man. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah. no, that sounds very, very similar to kind of what we were talking about before as far as like, looking back, like oh my gosh, like, that's what, like, I feel the same way. Like, just like what I was talking about, like, I can't believe I made everybody do 20 minutes of walking lunges. Like, no wonder my clients left. And like, people were like falling over and shit, but like, yeah, so I get it hundred percent. So for you, dude, Why? Why fitness?
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah. So, just like, why did I go down this? Like, what guys this? Um. First, it was high school football. So, I my junior year in high school is whenever I started to work out at the local YMCA with, uh, or actually, it's my sophomore year in high school, I started working out with some of the seniors. So, I was a running back um, and a defensive back. And I started working with some of the older guys in the gym outside of practice time. Uh, and, and the, the, uh, the older guys, they would just make me work my ass off. They would, they would just push me so hard. Um, and from sophomore year in high school to senior year in high school, I gained like 30 pounds or something ridiculous. And so I was a I was basically a corner. I was starting at cornerback my sophomore year. I was about 160 pounds, I believe, and then my senior year I was like 190 to 195, and I was playing cornerback and fullback. So it's like that that different dynamic right there is uh, basically tells you all you need to know. But I gained tons of strength, tons of size, uh, speed. It, it just really showed me um, if you put your mind to something, if you worked really hard, you could get a desirable result out of it. I know that sounds weird, but it's just like, I realized like, Oh, okay. If I go to the gym after practice is over, put in the extra hours that these other kids aren't doing, I can get to my goals faster. Basically I worked harder. Uh, and then, so that really developed kind of the beginning of the ambition with it. And I think whenever you, that it was a lot of skill development too, right? Cause I, I realized, this is the goal I'm trying to reach. I'm learning about all this stuff. And so I became obsessed with learning about how to get bigger and strong. Cause if I knew that if I knew more, if I learned more knowledge, like I could be able to apply that to what I'm doing and I could get to my results even faster. And so in between classes and things like that, I was eating like peanut butter and jelly, like in the bathroom, trying to get in meals. (laughs) Um, whatever. And like whenever classes, whenever we had a computer lab or something and other people were bullshitting, playing games, I was reading articles online about like lifting and things like that. So I was just, I became obsessed with trying to learn more about this stuff. And I think that that after, after football was over, um, I was looking for some type of competitive outlet. And then that's whenever freshman year in college, I competed in my first natural bodybuilding show. And then after that, so then like I got really deep into it, counting calories, macros, like I worked with a coach. That was my first experience of working with a coach. Um, And then I got kind of introduced to that world um, and realized like there are careers out there like that. Um, And then, yeah, and then I just, I basically had a friend who was from my high school who knew I was big into all the fitness stuff and he'd been friends with me for a while. He asked hey, would you help me out with my diet and exercise? And I was like, okay, well, I have a coach who's been doing this for me. I think I have a little bit of an idea of how I could help out this dude. And I know my intentions are pure. I know that I could probably help this kid out. Um, so like, all right, cool. Like I, I, sure, I guess I can help you out. Um, so I made him a training and an X or a, yeah, a training and a diet plan for a month. We actually charged him on snap cash so that was my form of payment. Oh, literally, he just sent me like 40 bucks on Snapcash. And that was, that was how it started. And then he got good results. He was in a fraternity. He told other people. Um, and then the, the snowball just started going from there. And then I ended up choosing my major. Um, uh, I ended up going into dietetics. And I was like, well... I don't know if I want to do this coach. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this coaching thing full time. So if I can't do the coaching thing, I'll get this registered dietitian credential so that I can always fall back. And that would be my fallback option in case the coaching stuff ever went south. Right. So it's not like I just took this giant leap into online coaching. It's like, I thought ahead and I was like, I'm going to make sure that if I can't make the coaching thing work, I'm going to be a registered dietitian, whatever, in a hospital or um, some shit like that. And so I ended up doing that. I kept doing the coaching ever since that very first time. The guy asked me like sophomore, junior year in college, and I've been doing it literally every month since that month. Um, And that's kind of, like I said, it was just, it was just skill development. I realized, and and fitness was the, it was the vehicle that I was able to do that. Uh, And that's how it became my passion basically over time is because I realized, I had I was I was good at it and I was knowledgeable right. at it and I was okay. able to help other people succeed in their goals with it as well. So okay, so awesome, like so
0: good they can't ignore you type shit.
1: Yes, exactly. That's okay. Well, after and after I read that book, I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's 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 not you chasing after your passion. It's basically developing the skills, and then the passion forms from the the development of skills because you're just good at that. Right. Um, right. So.
0: No, I it. love it. I love that line of thinking, man. Cause I think it is so many people and like so much you see in the fitness industry too. It's like, yeah, I maxed out my credit card, got a coach, like went all on myself and I crushed it. But then
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I, that's so just so counter to most of the stories you hear. So I love it. So with you being yeah. a registered dietitian now also, mm-hmm. where do you see your business going forward?
1: Um, I don't know exactly. And that's honestly, that's the honest truth. That's kind of how I live my life. I literally just take it day by day. um, Because I know that I would be naive to say that I know where I'm going to be at in a year or two years or five years or or whatever. Um, I very much try to just focus on what I can do right now. I have like a North Star. And again, I I follow my interests. I follow my curiosities. I follow what excites me. Um, and right now I'm still excited about the fitness stuff and kind of the avenue that I've started to pave, um, in the type of content that I'm putting out. Um, I've, I want to explore more in that area. I've also been dabbling a little bit with, uh, business coaching, which I think is, is fun to be honest. I don't like, now I advertise it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's only like if people, people come to me and they literally ask me like, Hey, would you maybe care to help me out? Um, And I've only worked with just a few guys. And I can tell that that is something that is, is, could be potential for me down the road because I find the one-on-one stuff like this, like really, um, meaningful. And I think helping people with their business, it's just, it's just the cyclical thing. Like, it's the same thing that happened with fitness. It's starting to happen again with business, right? Like I in the, in the beginning of fitness, I just, I learned a lot of shit. And then I started to gain experience. I charged really low because I still didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then basically over time I learned more, uh, I got more demand. I rose my I raised up my prices for the people that I was working with, um, and now it's kind of happening with the business coaching as well. It's like I'm helping a few people, I'm learning myself, I'm helping other people trying to get that that general experience in the beginning um so that later on, whenever I do feel comfortable advertising and things like that, I'm like, yeah, no, I know that I can really help help these people out, so I think business coaching would be something that I would be and there's just and I hate even calling it business coaching. Cause whenever I hear it. that, it's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Right? It's a yeah. little bit like, it's it just sounds kind of greasy. like um, mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't, I can't do a mastermind. I just can't, I would love, I like like meetups and things like, I think no that's idea. super cool. It. And having people, you know, like us in a area, just all hanging out. That sounds pretty cool. To be honest, I'm not trying to like the thing with masterminds is lots of people will, invite people to them but then it's only a stepping stone to get them into the program that they're trying to charge then it's like the next level tier so it's like instead of a thousand dollars a month you're paying like four right. thousand dollars right so it's not just like, like if i would have a meetup or something like that it's like we're literally coming to hang out and then maybe we'll have some cool speakers or something um we'll go get drinks. We'll go to the bar, whatever. We'll get dinner. We'll hang out and just really just shoot the shit and try and learn some stuff. It's not going to be like a ticket into, um, uh, another thing. Um, so yeah, I could see something like that. Maybe a little public speaking, um, down the road, possibly. I don't know. I would really love to grow, um, my podcast. I would love to grow my blog as well and my email newsletter those three things are the main thing that i'm trying to grow so that i can actually get away a little bit from social media okay. just because it i enjoy social media don't get me wrong but i i just i can find myself uh i fall into the comparison trap as well oh, it's yeah. just it dude it just never fucking ends there's Good there's enough. it's never going to end that you're always going to compare yourself to somebody else cuz there's never an end in sight like there's always somebody that is doing at least at least it looks like they're doing something better than you um, at least on the outside and on their Instagram and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think Instagram just, it, it can be distracting, um, and and things like that. So I just, I like, I like the other, like, this is, this would be like deep work, right? Mm -hmm. So we're talking for an hour. We're conversing. You can go really like, we don't have distractions. I looked at my phone once to get the answer for you, but other than that we like aren't looking at our phones at all. Um, and then, so I really like doing stuff like that. And you're also, especially in a job like ours, where we're mostly by ourselves, this stuff is really important, um, to, to schedule in. So I like this and then the blogging, like, I really like the headspace that I get in whenever I'm really trying to, um, just write something good for, for an hour or two. I really like doing that. Um, and so, yeah, I can do that on the blog or on the newsletter. Um, and I'm trying to just, I'm just trying to have fun, right. honestly. Okay. That's 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 the that's the end goal here. Like I'm trying to make sure that I have the financial stability, and then most of my days of the week are fun. Okay. Period. Okay. Period.
0: That's. I it. love it. That's I it. love it. That's
1: all I'm trying to do. I, there's nothing. There's no big grandmaster plan or five year plan or any bullshit like that. Like I'm literally trying to make enough money to support myself and the people that I love, and I'm trying to have fun on a daily basis. That's it. I love it, man.
0: Those are great life goals. So, That's it, man. I won't take up too much more of your time, dude. I've already had you on here for a oh, you're long good. time. So, last question. For anybody listening to this that is trying to find a little bit more balance, balance between fitness and really enjoying the rest of your life, mm-hmm. any advice you would give?
1: Yeah. Um, I think... Get very comfortable with your own thoughts um, and really do some deep reflection sometimes. Like in the podcast that I did with Ryan Doris, I thought it was so cool that he talked about what a luxury it is to just sit and think. Um, And I think that that is such a luxury that so many people don't have, but it's just like a level, whenever you're trying to find balance and things that requires you to prioritize your life. And in order to prioritize your life, you need to figure out what is priority. Number one, why is that priority? Number one, what's priority? Number two, why is that? You know, like go down the list of what is like, what is truly important to you in life um, that you believe in, not just because someone else told you that should be important in your life not because someone else believes in that or whatever. You're not just mimicking them. It's like, what is truly important in your life? Um, figure that out. Uh, and I think the main way that you figure that out is by contemplating in your head, thinking. Uh, you could potentially journal whatever you need to do to, to articulate out those thoughts. Um, I think everybody could spend some time um, by themselves just really thinking about your thinking. I think that that is how you uh, come up with better solutions. You you critically think and you come up with better answers. So asking yourself better questions typically comes uh, from better answer or typically results in better answers. But the only way to ask better questions is by sitting and thinking through your entire life, basically. And that could I know that sounds overwhelming, but I think you can learn a lot from yourself just by like a simple meditation app or something like that can, can tell you a lot about your thinking. It just makes you more aware. Uh, And I know a lot of people, whatever, like woo woo meditation. Uh, I know everybody talks about that, but I do think that it it can really help you if you can have someone guide you through that. And um, I, so I use Sam Harris's app, the waking up app, and it's, it's really helpful. You can use um, what's the, what's the, um, what's the other one with the headspace? Okay. You can use that one. That one's that one's fine as well. Just just try something, and you have to give it a genuine shot as well. You have to not take yourself so seriously. Right. And if you're just sitting in a room and you're thinking about your thinking, um, and you're thinking, "Oh, this is stupid. This will never work." It's like if you think that, yes, it will never work, because again, you can't bullshit yourself. But you actually have to try um, and put the effort in to to work on your awareness and things like that. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think if you can start there, because that's that's the foundation of everything because then you're able to critically analyze your own thoughts from a detached position, right? You're going through your emotions. You're not reacting to things. You're being proactive about your day and what you're doing and why you're doing it. And like I said, that all starts with the foundation of thinking about your thinking without any judgment and ego, um, and, and too much emotion involved. So, uh, Yeah. Again, a long-winded answer, dude. I love it to the question that you had, but I think I think they (laughs) could they could start they could start there they could start there.
0: So basically, you're saying get very clear on what's actually important to you, not what you think other people want to be important to you. From there, Mm -hmm. you can build your priority list and determine, Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is where all these different things—fitness, life, Mm -hmm. family—all that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. Do do that, and then, like I said, work on the meditation. Work on thinking about your thinking and analyzing your own thoughts from a, from a detached position, uh, at doing that. And then also I think to throw in there is, is reading as well. Uh, reading I think is a form of meditation in itself because if you're somebody who reads and then you get distracted every third line or something, you know, that's, that's your mind going away to something else. But in meditation, the idea is to focus on your breathing. Then whenever you get distracted, you, you catch that distraction and then bring the focus back to your breathing. That's exactly what happens whenever you read too. You're reading a paragraph, then you notice you're distracted. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm distracted. Then you bring your attention back to the paragraph and start reading again. Um, but the cool thing about reading is that you're also learning something and you also uh, it, can, it can elicit more complex thoughts uh, um, after you read something that's interesting and that's helpful to your life. So, so yeah, read, meditate, think prioritize that's it
0: i love it man <laughs> killed it all right dude so that's it. tell everybody where they can find you all your amazing content
1: sure sure um instagram at matt six so m-a-t-t-m-c-l-e-o-d six um that's basically all my social media but i'm mostly just on instagram uh you can go to my website you can go to my podcast, which is the more than fitness podcast. Um, and it's available basically everywhere and yeah, that should be, that should be, should be mostly it. Just send me a DM, send me an email, whatever. Uh, oh yeah, my, my email, I'm switching up emails right now, but for now you can use mtmc227 at gmail.com. Just send me an email there. Um, send me a DM on Instagram, say what's up. Um and uh yeah we can have a silly goose time together i love it man hey
0: thank you again so much for coming on dude you crushed it
1: yeah thank you so much for having me on dude i'm i'm excited uh that you were you were able to have me and then i'm excited for you and uh all the other future guests you're going to have on too
0: and thank you everybody so much for tuning in this is a living Mm -hmm. podcast catch you soon